Praise the Lord, everybody. Praise the Lord, everybody. Praise the Lord, everybody. Can somebody shout hallelujah? hallelujah. Shout hallelujah. hallelujah. Can we clap our hands to the Lord right now? Hallelujah. 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 Oh, man. This service has gone so many directions. I said, I'm so glad I already knew what I was going to preach because if I came here looking for direction, boy, I'd be all over the place. So thank God, but appreciate these men of God that came already have come before uh, this pulpit and shared, shared what God had put on their, their heart. Oh, man, it makes it intimidating. The fire power that's behind me. I said, man, God, touch me tonight. Touch me tonight. Uh, you maybe see it just, just for a minute. Uh, so glad Pastor's back. So glad Pastor's back with us. And thank you. <laughs> Thanks so much for allowing us to do the dedication today. And we definitely, definitely had a, was a blessing, was a blessing to us. I was uh, praying. I said uh, about Brother Brady in there. Oh, man, I said, fill him up, God, he leaks. Fill him up, God, he leaks. So hopefully, with the dedication, we'll hopefully, hopefully we'll see an improvement of behavior. We'll hopefully, hopefully, hopefully. We're just praying that he sleeps all night. That's, that's the main thing, sleeping all night. Uh, he, he gives us a night at tour every now and then. But other than that, Mama comes in and rescues us. So, uh, man, so thankful for my mom sticking around. Like I, said, I, I really didn't tell her that I was going to preach tonight. Because I didn't want that to affect her decision staying. So I said, uh, I said, uh, didn't tell her. So if she's here, so man, pray for her, pray for her. <laughs> pray for me as well, church man, pray for me. <laughs> uh, sorry you got to hear me again, Brother Merriman. I, I, I apologize, I really do. I saw you walk in, I said, man, he going to think I'm no one to preach around here. <laughs> he said, man, last time I was here, he preached. <laughs> <laughs> See, Pastor can say that. He can say it. He can say, I, I wasn't going to say that. <laughs> you heard him, Brother Mary. You heard him. <laughs> I'm messing with him. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, let's, let's all stand as we go to the word of the Lord. First Timothy 6 and 11. Appreciate my wife and her hard work with these two kids, my beautiful family. She's so beautiful as well. My sister out there. Amen, amen, amen. First Timothy 6 and 11. I said, well, you know, you know when you've lived in Olathe too long. When it's no, it's no longer Psalms 119, it's Psalms 119th. <laughs> Brother Weems, boy, I said, yeah, you can tell he's been Olathe. You can tell. I thought he's gonna slip up and say 119th and Black Bob here in a little bit. <laughs> Psalms 119. <laughs> we love you, Brother Weems. <laughs> I thought he was gonna slip up there. <laughs> we love you, Brother Weems. We love you. We love you. If you got it, say amen. amen. But thou, O man of God, flee these things. Follow after righteousness, godliness, faith, love, patience, and meekness. Fight the good fight of faith. 
lay hold on eternal life, whereunto thou art also called and hast professed a good profession before many witnesses. Uh, that's the conclusion of my text, and I'm just going to start off and launch off from verse 12. Fight the good fight of faith. Fight the good fight of faith. I'm going to title this, Keep on Fighting, church family. Keep on fighting. Would you would lay your Bibles down and raise your hands to the Lord right now? Let's go to him in prayer, spirit of the living God. Fall fresh, God. Fall fresh on us. Do a work, do a work that only you can do, God. Touch your people. Anoint my lips. Anoint my mind. Anoint my heart, God, to bear your burden to this church, God. We need you. We need you right now. We need you right now to come down, God, and do a work. Do a work that only you can do, Jesus. Do a work. Do a work, God. We'll be so careful, God. We'll be so careful to give you all the glory and all the honor and all the praise. Would you clap your hands again to the Lord? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Clap your hands, all your people. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Can somebody shout unto God with a voice of triumph? Hallelujah, hallelujah. Shout unto God with the voice of triumph. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, oh, just before you see it, turn to somebody and say, keep on fighting. Keep on fighting, keep on fighting. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Ah, God laid this, laid this, this sermon, if you could call it, uh, on my heart about the end of last year, end of 2019. And uh, I thought I was, we were slated to, to preach toward the end, and we, we ended up getting snowed out. And I don't think nobody here was complaining too much, uh, once, especially once they saw me on the schedule. Uh, so I think most of y'all was, man, praising God, and hopefully you had church in your house, hopefully, 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 uh, but, uh, I feel like, uh, as, as I prepared for this, I felt like this was God just, uh, wanted to bring this to you to go into this new year, uh, 2020, but now we're, we're about a month and a half in, and I still feel, feel this on my heart to tell somebody, keep on fighting. Ah, the devil is going to give you plenty of excuses to lay down your sword, lay down your walk with God. He's going to give you plenty of excuses uh, why you should give up, why it's hard. Uh, things are not turning out just like I thought they would. And uh, he's going to give you plenty of excuses. But uh, I just came to tell somebody, keep on fighting. Keep on fighting no matter what comes your way. No matter what the devil throws at you. No matter what, keep on fighting. Ah, I feel like uh, some of we, we gained we gained some ground last year, and I want to to encourage somebody to keep on fighting in this new year, 2020. Ah, don't lay down your sword. Don't don't let off the pedal. But let's keep the pedal to the metal, church family. Ah, it's it's gonna it's gonna be hard. It's gonna be long. But I'm telling you, if the blessings are coming. God is coming to rescue His people, and He's coming to. To bless his people, but you gotta stay in there. Yes, sir. 
I said, you got to stay in there. You got to keep coming to church. You got to keep praying. You got to keep fasting. You got to keep living right. I said, you got to stay in the house in order to get the blessing. Ephesians 6 and 10, it says like this. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Ah, uh, It says, be strong in the Lord. It doesn't say be weak and be struggling, but it says be strong in the Lord. Ah, uh, and it says, put on the whole armor of God that ye may be, be able to which, against, stand against the wiles of a devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness and high places. Ah, I told you the devil is going to come with everything he's got. Ah, and I, and I often find that when you get the closest, the fight intensifies. I said it seems like when you get the closest, when you get the closest to God doing something magnificent in your life, it seems like the devil intensifies his fight. Ah, that's why I just come to tell somebody, keep on fighting. Keep on fighting. Uh, but the good thing about the word of God, it gives us it gives us a, a, a guidebook to fighting with the right equipment. Every now and then, every now and then a spirit on me, a jump on me to fix something, to feel like I need to get some power tools. In. Uh, just every now and then, every now and then it'll jump on me. I, I'm not I'm not like Brother Hilton. But Jerry Hilton and Brother Nelson, boy, them men, it seemed like they could do anything. Ah, uh, Bishop said about one man at our church, he said, man, he could fix anything but a broken heart. Ah, uh, feel like that about these men. You throw anything at them, boy, they felt like they could fix it. Uh, but every now and then, something, I, I, I feel like, but you know what, I realize it, it becomes so difficult when you try to fix something with the wrong tools. Yeah. I said, when you try to fix something with the wrong tools, you seem to get frustrated. You seem to, it doesn't seem to work out right. It just seems to, ah, oh man, it just don't, don't, don't seem to go right. But I, I'm here to tell somebody, we're going to go down to the list of just the right tools you need to fight. Ah, uh, step one, step one, just, just to get off the gun here, get the Holy Ghost. Yes. <laughs> I said, get the Holy Ghost. Yeah. Ah, uh, these days you got to clarify. I said, get the real Holy Ghost. <laughs> you got to clarify things. Get the Holy Ghost and it's still church family. I, I know, I know most of us here claim to have the Holy Ghost and so we need Acts 238, but I, I, I don't, I don't, I don't think of the mind that you just re repeat it with me here real fast. And it says, then Peter said unto them, repent. And be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remissions of sins. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. That still, that scripture is still true today. Uh, I know we've heard it 50,000 times, but we ought to shout every time because it's still the plan of salvation. I said it's still the plan of salvation. It still is what's important. It still, it still works. Uh, it still works. It still works. It still works. Ah, step two, I said keep the Holy Ghost. Step three, develop a relationship with God through prayer and fasting and walking with God. Ah, I, 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 I'm reminded of a story 
that uh, we would, uh, as I, my dad, we would, we would make a car, a model car, car model, whichever one that goes first, but we would, we would put everything together, and boy, sometimes it can frustrate you. Don't, if you, if you try to step ahead, you skip a step, skip a step, and try to look ahead, and man, you think you can figure it out, boy, they'll throw the whole thing off. And, and I was talking to a new, a, new, a new convert or somebody that was interested in church one time, and they were, they were talking about some things. I said, I said, I said one thing, sis, I said, you know what? You worried about the wrong thing. I said, you worried about step 10. You haven't got step one yet. So you need to worry about step one. You get step one, everything else will fall in line. So church family, I encourage you, if we, if we stick to the bases, we stick to the fundamentals, guess what? Guess what? We'll fight. Our fight will be so much easier. I said our fight will be so much easier. We stick to the bases. Get the Holy Ghost. Keep the Holy Ghost. Develop a relationship with God. It's so much more. It'll be the fight will be so much more easier than living and doing this in our own flesh. Then we wonder why we can't stay on top. Because guess what? We're, in our, we're working in our flesh. We're working without the Holy Ghost. Would somebody say amen? Amen. amen. I'm challenging church family. But going on, and where we was reading it says, Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God, that ye may be able to withstand the evil day, and having done all, to stand. Stand therefore, having your, lie, your loins girt about with truth, having on the breastplate of righteousness. Somebody say the blessed plate of righteousness. And your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of feet peace. Above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith you shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Somebody say the word of God. Praying always, somebody say praying always, with all prayer and supplication in the spirit, watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. Ah, that's right there, the tools we can do to have warfare on the devil. It says, having the breastplate of righteousness, do what's right, do what's right, taking on the shield of faith, that shield of faith. Now faith is a substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Ah, church family, don't forget the element of faith. I said, don't forget the element of faith. This might seem elementary, but I, I, I feel this in the Holy Ghost. Don't forget the element of faith. Uh, God loves when he, everything else is down. But man, we got to believe in faith. Let's say, God, I believe in you. Uh, last time I preached, I touched on comfort zones. I touched on comfort zones. There's sometimes that God wants us out of our comfort zone. I said, because you know why? We get too comfortable. We get too comfortable. Oh, God, I, I know you can do this, God. Ah, some, something goes on. But God says, guess what? I want you to believe on me. We was talking about this. Me and wife was talking a while ago. I said, you know, if, if we didn't have the element of faith, we, we, would, we, we wouldn't have nothing to believe on. We would have nothing to believe God for. If, if we knew everything, if everything was spelled out to us, we wouldn't need the element of faith. But guess what? God wants us to have that element of faith to lean on him, to lean on him at all times. Ah, oh, church family, what are you fighting for? 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 As I say, keep on fighting. What are you fighting for? I think a lot of times that's why we end up 
laying down our weapons, laying down our swords, laying down our walk with God. Because guess what? We forget what we're fighting for. We forget. We say, guess what? I don't really need this. Let me lay it down. But I want you to look around. Look around. That's who you're fighting for. That's who you're fighting for. It's a world out there. It's a world. It's a lost world out there. It's a lost world out there that needs you to reach them. So that's what we're fighting for. First uh, Corinthians nine twenty four. It says, "Know ye not that they which run in a race run all, but one receiveth the prize. So run that ye may obtain." And every man that striveth for the mastery is tempered in all things. Now they do it to obtain a corruptible, corruptible crown, but we an incorruptible. I therefore so run, not as uncertainty, so fight I, not as one that beateth the air. He said run, but run with a purpose. Run with a purpose. Run. I, I feel pastors laid out some of our visions and goals that he wants to do this year that we want to reach. And that's what it means. We're running with a purpose. We're running with a target that we know we can achieve, that we're trying to achieve. That's it says, not as one that beateth the air, but so run, so run. He said, I therefore run, so run, not as uncertainty, so fight I, not as one that beateth the air, but I keep under my body and bring it under subjection lest that by any means when I preach to others I myself should be a castaway and that's where each and every one of us can be at any time we can become a castaway but I want to encourage somebody to keep on fighting know your purpose know your purpose my brother my sister ah there's a world there's a lost and dying world out there my, my purpose my purpose my purpose is to get to heaven my purpose is to get to heaven my purpose is to help somebody else get to heaven my purpose uh, I'm reminded reminded of a story some of you history buffs will love this how many have ever heard of the Alamo the Alamo the Alamo been down to San Antonio a couple times, and this story, this story just stuck out to me. Ah, just going to tell a few, few highlights of it. But I just want us to, to remember some things. Is there not a cause? Is there not a cause? The Alamo story goes, I don't know, I'm sure you've, if you know all of it, some of you history buffs, you can correct me later. If I get something wrong, I remember the story. I went back and fact-checked some of this. Just before I told it, uh, going through here, I said, man, let me, let me just highlight some things, make sure I'm telling this story, right? But uh, the Alamo, I don't know if you remember, it's in te Texas, is the, on the border of Mexico. General Sam Houston sent down, sent down some men, and, and the story goes, General Sam Houston really didn't even care for the Alamo. Story goes, he really didn't care about it. He really, he really didn't want it. He, he, he thought it was kind of a, just a, it, was, it was a small little base, he felt he really wasn't that important, so he sent he sent somebody down there, a man named Jim Bowie. He sent him down there. He said, "Hey, you know, hey, go go down there and close it, close it down. We really don't need it." 
he was General Sam Houston was the general of the Texas Army at the time, and he, he goes, but the funny thing about it, Jim Bowie goes down there. He goes down there, runs around with the men a little bit, and figures out, he said, guess what? He kind of disobeyed the orders. He didn't really feel like he needed to close down the base. So he goes, and, and all of a sudden, the, the Mexican Army, General Santa, I think Santa, Santa Maria, Santa Anna, something like that, he comes down, and he, he's, 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 he's facing it. He's looking at it. He's looking at it. He said, man, I'm coming. I'm coming for you. He said, Alamo, it was a few men, just a few men. They had some of the, some of the, one of the high profile, one of the high profile men, Davy, Davy Crockett, some of you, a lot of us have heard of him, high profile individual. He showed up. And so he goes down there and helps these, these band of men. But uh, Santa, Santa, I think Santa, Santa Ana. Santa Ana, he comes down there, he says, hey, you know, hey, hey, I'm going to give you all a chance. We're going to take the Alamo. We're going to take it. We're going to take it. Gives them a chance. The men, they, they, they just had heart. They had heart. And they said, guess what? No, no, we're not, you're not going to take this. You're not going to take this. It's just a few of us, but guess what? We're going to fight. We're going to fight with everything in us. Ah, and, and I'm just going to stop here, church family, to say we ought to have that same fight no matter what. The devil is always looking to take ground. He's always looking. He's always looking. Oh, it's not important. It's not important. But he's always after us. And I, I want somebody to get that in your heart to say somebody might have counted us out. But guess what? We're still going to fight. I'm still going to fight. I'm still going to fight for my spot. Ah, uh, but these men, they go, they go and they, they gather and they say, no, no, we're not going, we're not going to let the Mexican army take us. We're not going no matter what. No matter what. We, we, we might die. We might. We might give it up. We might, they might take us, but guess what? We're going to go down fight. We're going to go down fight. And the general at the time, let me, let me get his name. This is one of, the, one of the parts of the story that just always impact me so strongly. Uh, William Travis. William Travis. This is a story that I had to fact check, and historians can neither confirm nor deny that this happened. But I'm going I'm to tell the story because it, it draws a point. I always, the point of the story is always impactful. But Travis, he said, he goes and he draws the line in the sand. And all the men, he said, guess what? The army's out there. Said the army's out there and we're outnumbered big time. We're outnumbered. We're outnumbered. So guess what? If they come in here, you got to be purposeful. You got to know. We got to know that you're with us. We got to know when everything's down, you're with us. So Travis draws the line in the, in the sand. He draws the line. He draws the line. And he says, all these men, if you're with us, you step over the line. Said, if you're with us, you're with us, step over the line. And they said, the story goes that all the men but one stepped over. Several, uh, some of the stories say it was a couple other ones, but one story says it was one guy that didn't step over the line. It was one man that was hurt. He was hurt. He was sick. And he told him, hey, pick up my bed, take me across the line. I'm going to fight. I might be hurt, but I'm still going to fight. But, and and what, what impacted me about the story was that I, I, I'm not sure what they said with the men that, the, the man that, did get a, that didn't go. I'm not for sure really what happened to him. But I always wonder, did he make it? Did he really have a good life after that? And I always thought, you leave, you leave, you don't fight with your brothers. You leave, and you die anyway. And you die anyway. 
I've had friends walk away, walk away from God, and it, and it seemed all good and all perfect, and it seemed, but then I look at the life, and I say, man, was it really worth it? Was it really worth it for you to walk away for what you're doing now? Some of the most craziest things that they're doing, I said, man, you walked away from God to do that? Man. And that's what always impacted me. And I said, man, you walked away. You didn't fight. And guess what? You died anyway. Story goes on. All of a sudden, Santa Ana comes in there, comes in there, tears the place apart. They fight, they fight, they fight. They fight to their, to their hardest. They fight. They, quote, unquote, they really do lose the battle. They lose the battle. Hurt Santa Ana pretty bad. He had a whole bunch of men. It hurt him pretty bad. But as the story goes and as the line that we always hear, remember the Alamo. That's the famous line that you hear about the Alamo. All of a sudden, the men believed that fresh recruits were coming. They believed that. They believed that. So they were fighting, thinking, hey, somebody's coming to relieve us. But as they go on, as they go on, the, the recruits never show up. The fresh recruits never show up. But then, as the battle goes on, they lose, and, and, and the Alamo is devastated. All of a sudden, somebody tells General Sam Houston, he tells them what happened. All of a sudden, General Houston says, guess what? There must have been something important about that. Because guess what? If, if, if that Mexican army can get that little plot, how much more can they get? And that's why I'm going to tell somebody, let the devil in one step. Let him in one foot. And watch what else he takes. I said, let him in. Let him in. Let him in. Oh, it's just a little bit. It's just a little bit. Feel the Holy Ghost right here. I said, he let him in. But General said, he said, no, guess what? We can't. If he takes the Alamo, guess what else he's going to try to come up here and take? So General Sam Houston goes and gets some in. He said, now I'm going to get them. We're going to get them now. So guess what? They go down. They go down, and they, they face Santa, Santa Ana, and they face him. And then there they whoop him. But guess what? As the whole time they're fighting, guess what they're saying to those men? Remember the Alamo. Remember the Alamo. Remember the Alamo. Remember what they did to our brothers. Remember what they did to our brothers. Remember what they did. Show no mercy. Show no mercy. Remember the Alamo. And that's what I want to tell somebody. Keep on fighting. Remember your brothers and sisters. Remember. Remember what they did. Remember. Remember. Remember from a world that he brought you out of. I said, remember from a world he brought you out of. I said, remember that you were lost and dying. And I don't care if you were raised in church, but still, it still took a cross. I said, it still took a cross. It still took bloodshed. I said, I'm not going to forget what God did on Calvary and what he did on Calvary for you and I. So guess what? When that devil shows his face, guess what I said? Is there not a cause? Is there not a cause for me to fight? But no, there still is a cause. There still is a cause. There's still a lost and dying world that still needs me. A lost and dying world that still needs you. 
I said there's still a lost and dying world that needs you. So when we cross that proverbial line that we drew in the sand, I want you to back up and get a resolve in your spirit, church family, to say, guess what? Hell or high water, I'm going to keep on fighting. I said, come hell or high water, I'm going to keep on fighting. You young people, get this in your spirit early on. I said, get this in your spirit early on. So no matter what, who comes, who goes, I'm still going to live for God. I said, is there not a cause? Is there not a cause? Is there not a cause to keep on fighting? Is there not a cause? Is there not a cause? Is there not a cause, church family? Come on, think about it, think about it, think about it. Is there not a cause? Is there not a cause? Is there not a cause? Ah, uh, we're not fighting for Alamo now, but we're fighting for heaven. I said we're fighting for heaven that we need God to make. We gotta make heaven my home. So I'm gonna fight with everything in me. Ah, uh, some of you sitting there saying, guess what? I messed up. I messed up. Uh, but I wanna tell you, keep on fighting. Keep on fighting. Keep on fighting. You might have messed up, but I'm telling you keep on fighting keep on fighting because guess what we're fighting for you we're fighting for you we're fighting for you yes yes we're fighting for you still we're praying for you we're praying for you we're praying for you say God don't let the faith fail don't let the faith fail don't let the faith fail Second Samuel, Second Samuel 23, 9. I'm just about done, church family. Let's keep this spirit of prayer. But I'm just going to talk about just a little bit of a few men that had something to fight for. It says, and after him was Eleazar, the son of Dodo, the Ahoite, one of the three mighty men with David while they were defied, while, when they defied the Philistines that they were gathered together to battle. And the men of Israel were gone away. And he rose and smote the Philistines until his hand was weary and his hand clave unto the sword. And the Lord wrought a great victory that day, and the people returned after him only to spoil. Uh, when I want to tell somebody, tie your hand to the sword. I said, tie your hand to the sword. <laughs> I'm praying, God, tie my hand to the sword. That even when I get tired, even when I get tired, the enemy, the enemy might catch it. He might cut off my hand. I said the enemy might cut off my hand. But guess what, brother? I'm going to keep on swinging. I'm going to keep on swinging. I'm going to keep on swinging. But he said his hand clave. His hand clave. Come on, somebody. Don't let go. Don't let go. Don't let go. Don't let go. And it says the Lord wrought. The Lord wrought. The Lord wrought a great victory. I'm here to tell somebody, you keep on fighting. You keep on fighting. And you watch what God will do in your life. Despite the circumstances. I said despite the circumstances you'll watch what God will do but guess what you gotta stay faithful I said you gotta keep fighting if you give up guess what guess what guess what guess what you might lose everybody else might lose
So you can't give up. You can't give up. It's dependent on you. If you're on the sound of my voice right now, it's on you to not to not give up. Don't give up. Don't give up. And after him was Shammah, the son of Agi, a Herite. And the Philistines were gathered together in troop where there was a piece of ground full of lentils. Full of lentils. And the people fled from the, from the Philistines. Oh, Shammah said, guess what? You're not going to get my pea patch. You're not going to get my pea patch. You're not going to get my pea patch. I want to tell somebody, you ought to fight for your place in this house. You ought to fight for your pew. Yeah, I know it's just a pew. It's just That's a crazy statement, brother. That's a crazy statement. It's just a pew. But now, nah, guess what? You need to show the devil. Guess what? Every time I show up, devil, I'm here again. I'm here again. I'm here again. Yes, I didn't say I was perfect, but I'm here again. This is my seat. Devil, you, you might have beat me yesterday, but guess what? I'm going to show up, and I'm going to sit in my seat, and I'm going to show you. Guess what? I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. And that's what, that's half the battle, half the time. Just getting here. That's half the battle. But you need to show the devil, I'm here. I'm here. But taking a step further, church family. But when I get here, guess what? I'm going to put my all in a service. I'm going to put my all. I'm going to worship. Yes, the devil, you might have got me. But guess what? It says a just man falling seven times, but gets back up. It says a just man falleth. Isn't that crazy? A just man falleth. But it says he gets back up. So somebody fight. Fight, yes. It might be just a field of beans. It might be just a pew. But guess what? Devil, you're not going to get me. I said you're not going to get me. Get some resolve in you. And say, guess what? Come hell on high water. I'm going to keep on fighting. But somebody, somebody come to the music. I'm about done. One more reference we're going to talk about, but church family, we're going to do this together. Somebody come to the music. <clears throat> but <clears throat> fight, 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 no matter what. No matter what comes your way. No matter what comes your way. Second Kings 13 and 14 says, now Elisha was fallen sick of his sickness wherever he died. And Joash, the king of Israel, came down unto him, wept over his face and said, oh, my father, my father, the chariot of Israel and the horsemen thereof. And Elisha said unto him, take bow and arrows. And he said unto him, and he took unto him bow and arrows. And he said to the king of Israel, put thy hand upon the bow. And he put his hand upon it. And Elisha put his hand upon the king's hand. Stop right there and say, Joash went to the king. I mean, he went to Elisha, sorry. He went to Elisha. Elisha's about to die. Go visit, go visit Elisha one more time. See what we need to do. And, and the, the craziest thing about this reference, you really wonder what was going through Joash's mind. You really wonder. Did he really feel the importance of the meeting? I don't know. I want to say he did, but when we read on, you'll find out his actions. 
That's what you really wonder. But I feel like this is a place where we're at. No, nobody's dying. But guess what? We come into a service and we go out of a service. We say, here we are. We do our thing. We go home. If we're touched, great. If we're not, great. We go about our business. And I always wonder, <clears throat> King Joe asked, what was you thinking? What was you thinking? He said, take bow and arrow. Elisha said, I'm about to go. I'm about to go. Take bow and arrow. But these bows and arrows have a meaning. And he said, open the window eastward. And he opened it. Then Elisha said, shoot. And he shot. And he said, the arrow of the Lord's deliverance. And the arrow of, arrow of deliverance from Syria. For thou shalt smite the Syrians in Aphak till thou have consumed them. <clears throat> he said, take up some arrows. There's a significance in these arrows. He said, shoot. Shoot. Why in the world, as we read on, Joash didn't take it seriously? He said, <clears throat> and he said, take arrows. And he took them. And he said unto the king of Israel, smite him upon the ground. And he smote thrice and stayed. He smote thrice and stayed. said, I'm good. And the man of God was wroth with him and said, thou shouldest have smitten five or six times. Then hadst thou smitten Syria till thou hast consumed it. Whereas now thou shalt smite Syria but thrice. Just because he didn't take it seriously. Literally changed his world and generations to come. Because at that point, he didn't take it seriously. Let's all stand, church family. Here we go. Normal altar call. We've been here plenty of times. Been here plenty of times. Been here plenty of times. You've heard me scream plenty of times. It's just Brother Auburn up there. He's going to scream. We're going to go home. But what if I was to tell you? Things could change tonight. How would you react? Huh? Just like Joe Ash. Take up the arrows. Oh, oh, man of God, we got it. I take up some arrows. We'll shoot them. Yeah, we shot three. We good, man of God. I did what you wanted me to do, right? He said, nah. You should have smoked five or six times. But how many times we get here? And we just, three times. We're good. Three times. Three times. We're good. Beginning of the year, I was going to tell somebody, come down here and smite. Smite. Shoot your arrow. Keep on fighting. Shoot your arrow. This year might be different. This year might be different. I know. I know. I'm just who I am. Nothing special. But guess what? Joe Ash didn't think it was special either. Joe Ash didn't think it was special either. So I'm asking you, we're going to draw a line, proverbial on your mind, cross the line. If you're going to fight with us, fight. But I want you to come down here and smite the ground. Smite the ground. <clears throat> smite the ground like your life depends on it. I said smite the ground like your life depends on it. Yes, nothing might not change. But guess what? What if something does? Joe Ash didn't think nothing was going to change for him either. He thought it was going through the motions. Oh, I'm going to smite. King's, I mean, Elisha's about to die. We're going to move on. 
literally changed generation to come. He said, guess what? You're not going to get full deliverance because you didn't take this situation seriously. Huh? What if it was that serious? What if tonight was that serious? Brother Nicholas, you dramatizing. Yes, I am. But guess what? What if it was that serious? Huh? I said, what if it was just that serious? So church family, gather in, gather in, gather in. See, I won't turn back. Smite the ground. Smite the ground. Smite the ground. Smite the ground.